episode 208, Where'd Everything Go? This is the Ericast for the week of February 24, 2013. From Ericast.com. Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. So the only thing that makes me feel slightly better about this is I was just noticing last year at this time, I also missed like most of February. So there's got to be a February thing. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but first of all, thank you for listening to the Ericast, Ericast.com. You just heard that. Um, I'm your host, Eric Larson. You probably figured that out because it kind of makes sense that the name goes with the Ericast. Welcome to the Aircast. I'm your host, Steve. That wouldn't make much sense. So here I am, uh, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. Remember to call that and keep that thing active. I found a little quirk that it didn't email me um, when I put a test call into it. So if you've called that and you have not gotten a response from me, really sorry about that. Call back again or do something else or let me know. That thing that Chad ran into where the calls just kind of disappeared. I was listening to a podcast today, brand new to me, it's been around for a while, about um, Audacity. So I use Adobe Audition, which many, many years ago used to be cool at it. And then Adobe bought them and then killed it and then brought it back as their own product. Audacity is the free audio editing software that I've always thought, gee, I should really learn how to use that. Because when I make recommendations to my faculty, I really don't like to tell them, even though you get an academic discount. So, it's, you know, Audition is pretty cheap, but still, it's a little bit a little bit awkward to say, use this really expensive product. So I like to promote Audacity, and I've got one person using it, but I don't use it myself, so I should get back into that. But anyway... I, it was it was interesting to listen to all these episodes back to back to back, and he keeps saying, um, "If you've got ideas, call or let us know or talk to us." And I'm thinking, "This is so cool and this is so interesting. I should call him." But did I? No, I did not. So I really don't blame you for not calling. Yeah, you know who you are, because you're in the like the vast vast majority of Aircast listeners who don't call. But those of you who do call two zero six three three nine three seven four two, I love you even more. So. I'm not sure if you can hear the phone in the background and the uh, the wife running to catch the phone in the background. We are here in Studio A, and I was talking with someone tonight uh, who mentioned Studio A versus Studio B, whatever, and I had to admit to him, I don't know which studio is which anymore. <laughs> we just kind of jokingly referred to them as studios, but um, I'm in what we call the sub-basement of our house. So, a random episode. Uh, it actually does, though, have a slight theme and topic. So we'll see how that goes. My wife is running so efficiently. Hmm, now she stopped. See, I'm wondering if she was coming to bring me the phone. I don't know. Hmm, maybe she was just scampering through the house. See, I can hear all that. And what's funny is, I think when you listen for it in the podcast, you can hear it too. So, um, random episode. Unfortunately, I completely lost my train of thought completely and 100% lost my train of thought. Um, I was going to talk about a couple of random things. but um, So, calling, messages, love to hear from you, etc., in almost any way, shape, or form. Um, did I ever mention that we have a new hamster? I told you it was going to be random. Um, I don't know if 
she is new since the last Ericast. So I think I mentioned somewhere along the line that our beloved hamster Blondie died on Christmas Day, which is a really tacky time to die. If you're ever given the choice, personally, for your friends and family, don't do that. Um, so we have Goldie now. And we named Goldie Goldie because she's sort of gold color, though there actually would be some better names for her now that we know a little bit more about her personality um, and her exact coloring. But one of Ruth's friends always called Blondie Goldie, so we figured we'll just simplify this process. We'll get hamster number two and name her Goldie because the name's already sort of been pre-chosen. Um, oh, basements. I was going to mention basements. Because who was it? Somebody was talking um, about wanting a house... It was a coworker of mine talking about wanting a house with a basement. And when Rob, former Aircast listener, if you're still out there, Rob, you need to call in and let us know that you're still there. Um, Rob is from Minnesota, but he moved down to Texas where he met and married his wife. And one of the things that his, his wife finds really interesting is the concept of basements. Um, Matt, you'll have to tell us out in California if they have basements or not. For those who don't know what a basement is, a basement is a, a living level that's below ground. Ooh. <laughs> I really shouldn't joke. I don't I mean I I guess this is a big deal for some. So you're building a house, right? Okay? House. And um you need to to put down footings. Okay? So the house, the ground floor of the house, okay? You could just build a house on a slab where you kind of flatten the ground off and pour a, a big, a, you know, a pad of concrete that's about four inches thick. But typically, what you do, at least up around here, um, is you put down footings. So you dig a perimeter around the house, uh, and you d go down below the frost line. Okay, now we don't have permafrost here. The ground does thaw. But the idea is that when it gets really cold in the winter, the ground freezes. Okay, you've got moisture in the ground, it freezes. And there is a frost line that's about three or four feet down. So what you want to do is you want to dig down below the frost line, and then you pour the footing, which is, is wider. It's usually yeah, you know, a foot wide or so, six inches thick of concrete. And then you build a wall up from that. And that is the thing that the, that the walls of the house sit on. Because that footing, that kind of that pad, the little, the, you know, the, the foot, like you, know, you got a leg and a foot is bigger at the bottom, it's a footing, sits below the frost line because water has this really interesting property that when it freezes, it expands. And so you have these things called frost heaves where, um, in fact, this would happen in fields where you'd have like, uh, you know, stones, you know, not huge boulders, but awkward stones um, kind of rise up out of the ground. Um, nothing magical about it. It's just that with that freeze-thaw cycle in the spring, um, you know, melts during the day and then the water freezes and expands. It, it, it moves stuff. So you want to be down where it's warm enough. I cannot believe I'm spending this much time talking about footings, but <laughs> it's the Ericast. As Garrick Van Buren said, my niche is me, and since the concept of footings struck my mind, here you go. So anyway, um, you got to get below that level for that stable level. Well, once you're digging down four feet, why not go a little bit further? If you dig down eight feet, you have a basement. And then you have this nice below ground level. Now, our, depending on where you're at, I mean, if you're building right next to a lake or a swamp or something, your water table might be there, but our water table is not usually that 
high. So you can typically dig eight feet down and not hit water. I don't know if that's a problem elsewhere. I just don't know why places like you know Texas don't have basements. Why not? Why not? But we do. Um, so yeah, Rob's wife Brandy thought that just think it's just kind of interesting. Not like oh wow, I'm just in awe, but just just an interesting thing that there are basements here. They're really common. It's much rarer to find a house without a basement than to find one with one. Though there are some townhomes and things that are, are just built a little bit more speedily, so they, they don't have basements in them. Anyway, so the Aracast Studio A is what we lovingly refer to as our sub-basement, which people think is kind of funny. Um, but our house is a, um, a split level. Our first house was a split entry, so the only thing that was kind of in that middle ground was just a little, you know, six foot by six foot, seven foot entryway. You come in the door and you have to either go half a flight down or half a flight up. This house, uh, when you come in that main level, you've got the kitchen and the dining area and the entryway. Not not very big or you know, expansive, but, but a comfortable size. Most, or at least many, houses like this, you know, you then go half a flight up to the living room and the two bedrooms up, or half a flight down to the family room and the two bedrooms down. A lot of them have this area that I'm sitting in uh, dug out as a crawl space. So it's only like four foot high ceilings, you know, oftentimes a dirt floor. Um, and you can use it for storage, but not much else. Well, in this house, we were very, very thankful that they dug it out to a full basement, you know, eight foot high ceilings, etc. So it's the same space as the kitchen, living room, entry area. So it's not huge, but it's, it's comfortably big. And that, my friends, is Studio A for the Aircast, along with a washer, a dryer, a water softener, and a furnace, and separate boilers. So we'll talk about water softeners and furnaces and boilers on another episode later. But this week's topic... If I were really good, I'd throw in a sweeper to kind of be the transition thing and kind of indicate we're switching topics now. But actually, I have two more topics. Um, Yeah, we've got time. Sure. Um, Digital Dan. Dan Hook. Um, Thanks for listening, Dan. Dan doesn't call anymore. You don't send me phone calls anymore. Uh, But Dan did chat with me on Google Chat, Google Talk, some, some Google thing and asked about the coffee product that I mentioned. Um, So, I would be more than happy, and I will throw this in the show notes, I'll add a link, the reference to Choffee, C-H-O-F-F-Y, drinkchoffee.com slash Choffee for me, numeral four. You have to mention that because it's uh, an affiliate link, so uh, Marie Exner, I don't know if I met her or not, but um, I'm sure she she gets some uh, kickback or something for being the person through whom Chaffee is sold. Four healthy reasons to love Chaffee. This is from the um, 2012 Chaffee card. Distributor reproduction permitted. I'm not a distributor, but I hope they're okay with me reading it. Chaffee is brewed chocolate. It is 100% premium... Now, I don't know if this is pronounced cocoa. It's C-A-C-A-O. But there's a little accent over the A. 
and accents always confuse me. So I don't know if it's cacao, cocoa, cacao. I don't know. Cocoa, cacao, cacao, cacao. Premium cocoa beans. We're just going with cocoa, but it's C A C, accented A O. Someone call in and let me know how to pronounce that. We're going to go with cocoa beans. Roasted and ground for a full, rich-flavored drink that delights your senses while it nourishes your body. Richer and more robust than hot chocolate, it brews just like coffee. But unlike coffee, it supplies you with long-lasting energy without the crash or other negative effects of caffeine. Not only does coffee taste good, it's really good for you. It contains no sugar, dairy, or chemicals. In fact, all it contains is high-quality cocoa and the natural-occurring good-for-you properties of the cocoa bean. Now that last cocoa bean reference is spelled C O C O A. So if C O C O A is cocoa, as in cocoa bean, then C A C A O is probably not cocoa. It's probably some sort of cacao, but I don't know what it is. So anyway, there you go, Dan. Um, that is the information on the trophy stuff. Um, also, what's so funny is I cannot get this link. I, my my screen is completely frozen, um, so I cannot read to you what Dan wrote in his note. It was something really funny, like I, I like your I like your tangents when they're um, when they're informative or when they're useful or something. I really wish I could read it to you. Maybe next episode I'll I'll dig that out. If my computer's not frozen, I'm still running two computers. I still have my old Windows XP machine, and I'm still doing the Ericast recording on that. But then I have my new Windows 8 machine for more general stuff. I'm kind of transitioning. It's over process. Not quite there yet. So the other problem I'm going to have is is I <laughs> I can't get to my um, notes on what this episode was supposed to be. So here's what I'm going to do. And this one's for Mike. We'll see if Mike listens to this. Mike is going through the backlog and is is uh, is over a year ago. He picked up with the Cars episodes. Remember that when we talked about um, the various cars I had growing up and the Ford Escort being hit by the Peterbilt Semi and all that. That's where Mike's at. So many, many months in the future, Mike will find this episode and say, hey, there I am. Um, so for Mike's sake, I'm going to throw Jason DeRush's sweeper in. That will give me time to pause, get my other machine working. I can quote Dan and get back to my notes for the episode. So I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jason DeRusha from WCCO-TV. I'm the Good Question Guy, and I've got a good question for you. What's your number one source for dweeb thoughts on the Internet? Well, if you're like me, it's ericcast.com. <sighs> okay, so in what was just mere seconds of Jason DeRusher for you, gave me enough time to find a couple things, like the fact that I totally forgot to mention the Hudson Hot Air Affair, and the fact that we actually got to see hot air balloons launch this year, which is just something that I began to think they just really never do. Though I had seen that happen once many, many years ago. 2008, actually, to be exact. So it had been five years since I had seen a hot air balloon launch. So this year, Chloe and Kendall got to see that. Someone call in and tell me at 206-339-3742 if you'd like to hear me talk more about hot air balloons. Now we'll talk about hot air balloons. In the meantime, um, so what it was that um, Digital Dan had written was, quote, I enjoy your observations and insights whenever they are inspired. 
which I have no doubt, because Dan's a really cool guy, that that's meant as a compliment. I kind of wonder what the percentage slash odds are on an idea, an insight, an observation on the Aircast being inspired or not. Because long-time listeners will question whether all of these are inspired. And even new listeners will wonder how inspiring or inspired or inspirational the talk of basements and footings really was. But, hey, oh well. So the topic at hand, where'd everything go? This was inspired by the fact that posterous, which supposedly truly is pronounced posterous and not posterous, even though it should be posterous because you're posting things, but apparently they pronounced it posterous as in preposterous. All of this is irrelevant because it's going to be known as gone. They got purchased by Twitter sometime last year, um, early last year, and people said, oh no, are they going to go away? And they, like all companies who are purchased, said, no, 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 we're not. And now they said, yeah, actually we are. So what Posturus was, was a really simple blogging type platform. And I say blogging type because it really wasn't meant for the old-fashioned long-form blogging like Blogger was back in 2001 or so. What you could do with Posturus is... uh, their number one, and here's, it's fine, and companies can do what they want, and that's fine, it's their prerogative. It kind of grew beyond its original scope, and once it did, then it got a little bit quirky, and I didn't have a problem with it, because I could kind of adjust with it, but I, I like what its original foundational roots were. The idea was that its number one intake method was email. So you have your posturous blog, and you have your secret email address and you just email straight into it and say, hey, here's a picture, here's a photo, here's a sentence, here's a couple paragraphs, whatever. And it would take that and it would format it really nicely and put it in the blog and just have it automatically have a title and all that stuff. Which you'd say, well, yeah, but Blogger could do that. And that's true, Blogger could, but Blogger was like really rudimentary. Like until recently, I don't even think Blogger had a, you know, use a, a hashtag end to, you know, strip off your signature and stuff, which isn't a big deal now that I've got the iPhone. But back when I had the Blackberry, we had a mandatory institutional signature at the bottom of it. So I needed the little hashtag end to be able to, to not have that come across as part of the published signature. It was just really good for that. So if I was out and you know shot just a little bit of video of something, I would just throw it in the posthumous blog, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I had sev- several, um, several. It's a joke from somewhere. The several reference, but I don't remember where. Might be um, from Veggie Tales. Did I talk about seeing Phil Fisher from Veggie Tales? If not, let me know. Two zero six three three nine three seven four two. I can tell you about Phil Fisher. Very, very interesting experience. Anyway, um, several. Why was I talking about several? Oh, I had several blogs. One was my own personal, um, you know, post.emlarson.com. So it was just, you know, random musings and thoughts and stuff. One was where I decided to put my theological stuff. So I bought the conforming.me domain and then used god.conforming.me which I thought was a really cool name it's kind of like this neat vanity name thing um, then most importantly to you the Aracast listener the Dweeb Thoughts blog 
Remember when I did that for a while where I said, okay, if it's technology related, I'm going to put it over on Dweeb Thoughts? Well, that was a posthumous blog, and the great thing was I could use um, WavePad or, or some, some other really simple wave editing type recording apps and just email that. And I knew that if I just email it to Posturus, Posturus would convert it to be an MP3. It would make a solid RSS feed. Life would be good. It would all work. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with all this stuff? I think I'm going to transition to Blogger for most of that. But I was debating Blogger versus a self-hosted WordPress site. And the self-hosted WordPress site, the advantages is that you get to control everything and everything that's doing. The drawback is you have to maintain everything and everything that it's doing. So I don't know. But that got me thinking, okay, stuff is disappearing. And I don't like that. It's like, you know, having all the the passenger pigeons go extinct in the 18-whatevers. Um Someone look that up and let me know what the reference is to that. Because I remember learning about that in, like, 321 Contact or something. But anyway, talking with a faculty member who had a, a great idea in the context of um, education, student teaching. You've got students, uh, you know, college students interacting with student students, like grade school students, let's videotape the interaction and then we can have a like uh, a discussion or commentary around, oh, that's great when you did this or you said this and you should have said this instead or, oh, that's really cool that you observed um, her doing such and such and, and related that back to the, 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 the topic that was being taught in class. You know, that sort of thing. So you basically have, you're critiquing a video. But what's really crucial about this is to be able to do that at certain points in the timeline. So that you don't have that awkward thing of, well, at 3 minutes and 18 seconds, you said blah, blah, blah. Well, for years, I wanted something that would do this. Click TV, etc., etc. There are all sorts of stuff that, that did. And then they kind of all went out of business. And then YouTube started doing it. And I said, whoa, we have arrived. Life is good. It's in YouTube now, so we're okay. Okay, YouTube dropped it. What kind of company actually eliminates a feature? Unbelievable. I, you know, kidding aside, it is a little bit strange to say, yeah, we've grown into this feature, but not too many people use it, so we're just going to abandon it. Well, that's that's weird. Because some of us loved it, but apparently didn't love it enough because it's been gone for like a year, and I only now found out that it was gone. But I found out it was gone when I had a faculty member who finally was asking exactly what, yes, I have the right tool for you. And I found that it's, it's gone. Um, voice thread is popular in higher ed for that kind of thing, but it's a little strange. It lets you do narrated stuff against a timeline, but videos, you can't you can't comment on points in a video timeline. So the video that's added to a voice thread is treated as an object. So the whole thing runs, and then you're back to commenting. So if you have like a slideshow, you could narrate to a particular point. So voice thread's kind of off the table. Vidler might be okay, but they they abandoned the free account basic model sort of thing, and now it's pay for pro and do such and such. So I don't know. Um, prior to that, maybe this is where my February went. <laughs> I just got my February got um, I got burned out from the angst of losing technologies because. 
and this is where you can tune in, start listening again. Hello, and let me know if you have any suggestions for this. Video editing, okay? iMovie, back when I was using it at like version 2, had this feature called Paste at Playhead. Back in the linear editing days, we used to call this an insert edit. It's also known as a cutaway. The idea is, and I've talked about this before, I, and I, I had a faculty member who wanted to do this for a basic iMovie video. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's in there. We can do this. This was iMovie 11. I spent about 45 minutes on it, Googling a bunch of sites. And it says, well, you need to enable advanced play and then do this and then take this and copy this and right-click and then you can you can paste. And, and it would, like that one option was grayed out. Oh, this is crazy. So the concept is... Unlike audio editing, where you can kind of cut and paste and chop and do whatever you want, and no one really hears it if you do it well enough, in video, the audio carries through fine, but the video side doesn't. You know, the, 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 the head of your interview subject is going to be jumping all over the screen. It's just all sorts of problems doing that. So what you need is you need something to cover those edits, also known as a cutaway. So you hear the same interview track, but you're looking at something else. Random tip, if you if you have an interview, you're watching 60 Minutes or something, and you're looking at the interview subject, and then you see the reaction shot of the reporter or the interviewer who's you know, nodding and smiling or taking notes or whatever, that's a really good sign that there might be an edit. Listen carefully and see if you can catch you know, something in, in, the, in what you're hearing. Because there might be an edit that they covered with that reaction shot. Okay, This is a basic, basic, basic concept for video editing. This is like, this is video 101 level stuff. And no application does it anymore. And I've talked with people who um, who are kind of iMovie geeks and they say, well, yeah, Apple decided that's an advanced editing feature. That is not an advanced editing feature. I mean, that's, that's like saying, well, in Word, you know, we decided we... We'd include the cut feature, but paste, well, you know, that's an advanced editing feature. No, it's not. It really is kind of the basics of what word processing is. Yeah, this is the exact same kind of thing in the video world, and it's gone from iMovie. And now someone might say, oh, no, it's someplace or such and such or whatever. Let me know how to find that. And then once you figure it out with iMovie, let me know how to find it on a PC. Because Windows Movie Maker, even, even under Windows 8, it's just gone. It's just... So some sort of, you know, doing cutaways, paste over a playhead, insert edit, like video only edit. Um, those are some of your words that you're looking for for that. And then today, I was thinking about all this, and I started lamenting the fact that, uh, that, that the Conversations Network sold their show builder app to Podango, and it was going to be Podango Show Builder Lite, and it would allow you to assemble podcasts from all sorts of automated little clips, and you throw in the intro and the outro. It would make everything I do so much simpler. And I've been waiting for that to come back for years, and that's gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. So if you know anything about automated podcast assembly, because you think about this show, it's really pretty simple. I have my kind of my pre-intro thing, episode 208, blah, blah, blah. Then I have my intro, which doesn't change. Then I have various segments that are recorded. In, be in between those segments, there are sweepers, like the D Jason DeRusha one that you heard, and it ends with the outro. That format is the same, and there's got to be a way to automate the assembly of the show so I could I could just grab things and 
without having to putz around in Adobe Audition. Or perhaps in Audacity if I switch to that. But anyway, I have run way too long. I will um, I will try to be more regular and more brief. But you know how it goes. Um, we'll just kind of see how it goes. So some uh, sleep. I need sleep thrown in there too at some point. But uh, that's okay. So if I sound punchy, it's because I'm just really tired. But I wanted to get a show out. So thank you for listening. 206-339-3742. Listener feedback line. Grab that phone. Call right now. Tell me what you think. Let me know what more you want to hear uh, about or from. Give me some show suggestions so I can steer this the direction you want to hear it go. And until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.